you know, Jesus prayed that we would be sanctified by the truth. And the Word of God is just that. Welcome to our latest installment of Bible Study on Reflecting Christ podcast. And may the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Continuing in uh, Colossians, continuing in the book of Colossians, the epistle rather, the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Colossae, what we know of as chapter 2, just a continuation again in in the epistle, Paul says, for I want you to know how greatly I am struggling for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. Christ being God's mystery. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom, and knowledge. You have Christ and uh, you have, this is me speaking now, you have Christ, you have the connection into anything and everything that you need. That doesn't mean that God will give you everything as far as knowledge and wisdom and, and that type of thing, but you will have all that you need. And Paul prays that that the church in Colossae, and not just the church in Colossae or the the people there, but all Paul says all that that he has a connection to that he hasn't actually got to see in person. There were many churches that were planted. This one in particular, uh, I believe, was one of them. But many churches that had been started, or fellowships that had been started, that had a direct connection somehow, not direct. Indirectly, anyway, they had a connection to Paul. And he was saying that he prays uh, for this sort of thing for them, all those that he hasn't got to see yet, that they would be full in the understanding, wisdom, and knowledge of, of the mystery of God, which is Christ. He says, I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable again just like in Corinthians just like in uh, Galatians now here in Colossians Paul is having to deal with false teachers that have come in and they have brought in some sort of demonic doctrine something to lead the people away from the true doctrines of Christ but Paul look look at what Paul says he says with arguments that sound reasonable you see when when a when a uh, doctrine a demonic doctrine comes in, a teaching 
that is meant to lead the church astray, Satan and his cohorts are not so stupid that they're going to bring you something that is blatantly false. It's obviously blatantly false. They're not going to bring you something black and place it against the white and expect you to accept it. They're going to bring you something that is almost white so that if you don't know and you're not careful, you're going to fall for it. It's not a matter of being able to discern black from white. It's a matter of being able to discern off-white from white. It sounds reasonable. But is it the truth? Is it God's word pure? And and when that kind of teaching comes in, it's, it's seasoned with reasonable words reasonable reasonability if that's even I don't know if that's even a word but it's uh it's it's designed that way so that it will trick you so you always have to compare what what is being taught with God's word and if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you're sincere about it and, and you use God's word as your baseline, the Holy Spirit who is there to lead you into all truth, he will show you. If it seems questionable, it probably is. So look into it. He goes on to say, for I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit. Rejoicing to see how well ordered you are in the strength of your faith in Christ. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, and overflowing with gratitude. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world rather than Christ for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ and you have been filled with him who is the head over every ruler and authority you were also circumcised in him with a circumcision not done with hands by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ When you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him. Notice it was he who made you alive. It was not you by the work of the flesh or by adherence to the law or somebody's tradition, it was he who brought you from the dead, okay? Dead, the dead can't make themselves come undead. It has to be a miraculous working of God himself. 
it is he who made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses. You can't forgive yourself your trespasses. It has to be God. It says he erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. That's the powers in the heavenlies. That's the ones that influence the powers that are on earth. That's the ones that rebelled against God, namely the other angels that did not keep their place and have led the nations away from the one true God instead of leading them to him and doing as they were told. It says that he disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them in him, or he triumphed over them in him. Therefore, don't let anyone judge you in regard to food and drink or in the matter of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. In other words, all those things, all the traditions and everything, and the, 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 what does Paul say? Food or drink, dietary laws that the Jews come up with, drink laws that the Jews came up with, festivals, new moons, Sabbath day. It says, don't, don't let them try to impose that tradition on you or don't let these things th these were types and shadows in the Old Testament that were pointing to Christ Christ has already come so Paul says these are a shadow of what was to come the substance is Christ and no one condemn you by delighting in ascetic practices and the worship of angels claiming access to a visionary realm such people are inflated by empty notions of their unspiritual mind he doesn't hold on to the head from whom the whole body nourished and held together by its ligaments and tendons grows with growth from God If you died with Christ to the elements of this world, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. Those are types of regulations that, that these false teachers were trying to impose. And even today, in some circles, there's people who have come in and they're trying to uh, get people to go back to the same types of things uh, that were common in in the uh, Old Testament. All these regulations refer to what is destined to perish by being used up. They are human commands and doctrines, although these have a reputation for wisdom by promoting self-made religion, false humility, and severe treatment of the body. They are not of any value in curbing self-indulgence. 
You see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, I don't know what the word is. I want to say that ascetic practices or, or the uh, you take for example uh, the priests in the Roman Catholic Church are you know their teachings are that they're supposed to remain celibate uh, you know not have not be married not have sex uh, and adhere to all these different types of you know regulations that outwardly make them look pious or make them look holy but honestly they they have no power uh, they have no power or any value in curbing self-indulgence why do you think so many have turned to molesting children or doing things behind closed doors uh, I mean that's what happens when you follow a doctrine of demons you know and this is exactly what Paul's talking about and it's not just in the Roman Catholic Church it, it, it comes in all different all different types of uh, so-called Christian Christian circles. He goes on to say in chapter 3, So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. So Paul says, put away these things. In other words, just don't do them anymore. Don't be sexually immoral anymore. Don't be impure anymore. Don't lust anymore. Okay? Don't have evil desires anymore. Put away greed. Stop being greedy. Alright? If we have the Spirit of Christ living inside of us, we can't stop doing that. We just stop doing it. Okay? It's really just that simple. You may think it's not that simple. Whatever that voice is in your mind is probably trying to tell you, no, it's not that simple. You gotta, you know, this, that, or whatever. Now, look. Really, you can just quit doing it. You just choose. You just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. That's it. I'm going to be the new man. I'm going to take the old man out in the wilderness. I'm going to bury him 10 feet in the ground and leave that motor scooter there. And that's it. I'm the new man now. Or the new woman. Whichever. It's those types of things that is, is the reason why God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient, Paul says. And you once walked in these things, which you were living, things when you were living in them, but now put away all of the following. There's some more, he says, to put away. He says, anger, wrath, malice, 
slander and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free. It's, but there is Christ is all in all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion. Remember, notice he says, put off those things. Stop doing those things. Okay, trade, put, throw those things out and take on these things. Trade these things for what you used to be or do. Namely, he says, put on compassion. Put on kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. You see how the language here is stop doing those things and start doing these things. Okay? Put off those things and put on these things. It's an action, an action, a deliberate choice in action. Do this, don't do that anymore. That's what you used to do. But put that stuff away. All right? Kill it. Bury it. And take these things and do these things. You see? Just as the Lord has forgiven you, he says, if anyone has a grievance against another, he says, forgive freely. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you are also called in one body, rule your hearts. Notice what he said, the love is a perfect bond. Put on love, which is a perfect bond of unity. So what does that mean? As you interact within the body with other believers, and you want to act towards the towards the general public in the same way in love that doesn't mean you don't speak the truth when it needs to be spoken that kind of thing or stand in the truth okay but you you consider and always have at the forefront of your mind in any situation what is it that would show love how can i love this person right when you come to a crossroads in your mind and you come to a hundred or thousand of them every day and deciding whether you're going to do this or do that what is it that you can do that shows love okay it's the perfect bond of peace paul says And be thankful, Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.
Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they won't become discouraged. Slaves, obey your human masters in everything. Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he has done, and there is no favoritism. Paul obviously touched on that same thing in another epistle. Put on, put off these things and put on the new man. Remember, it's not the ability to tell black from white. It's the ability to tell the off-white from the white. let love be the motive for all your actions. I pray this blesses you in Jesus' name. Well, there you have it, folks. Another installment of God's Holy Word. Again, if you want to catch us on Facebook, you can find us at Reflecting Christ Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.